Hi and welcome to the Spin & Co podcast, where every episode will take you behind the spin on what it's like to work and run one of Australia's leading brand agencies. From marketing to PR and digital, we'll talk about it all. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the Spin & Co podcast. And today we are talking about influencers. So we work with influencers a lot in our business, so I thought it might be interesting to have a quick chat about everything from, you know, working with them for paid posts, events. Working with them or working <laughs> against them. <laughs> well, that's just me. <laughs> that is just you, Sam. Um, you know, and what it takes to get on our blacklist, maybe even Ooh, the infamous wow. blacklist. It's been extended to our blacklist. <laughs> it's usually internally referred to as just my blacklist, but all right, I'm happy to extend. So do you want to tell us what the blacklist is, Sam? Uh, yeah, I'm all happy to discuss it. Um, obviously, this is a closely guarded secret, but uh, it is generally just a list of derelict peasants and otherwise <laughs> I don't like that I keep on there that we will not work with, will not talk to and will not engage with. So if you're out there and you haven't received an invite lately and you once did, probably because you're on the list. Can't be sure. <laughs> Send us an email, hq at spinnerco.com uh, and we'll set it as uh, junk. <laughs> Okay, so before we get into the blacklist officially, we'll just introduce two people that we have with us today. Officially? It's like an official. We should launch an official blacklist podcast. You've given us each week one person. And we won't name them. I'll just go through traits about them. Play along at home. Just subtle. Oh, Kim's with the the postage things. We can guess who it is. Yes. Just initials. No, that's a fun We should introduce the other two laughs and voices here along with us. Two of the spin crew in with us today. We've got Aaron. Hey. Who is DOP? DOP. D- I go. I go by many roles. Uh, DOP, head creative, mm-hmm. um, lead creative. Head of the like. arcade. Head of the arcade. Uh, mm-hmm. Those that don't know me, my desk wow. is filled with arcade games that you know people stop by and <laughs> play play a few games I of ten pin bowling. Yeah. Well, you know, and the, <laughs> oh, Amber hasn't stopped oh, by he's, yet. He's he's and, and, and the second, and the second <laughs> guest we have, Amber. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> and Amber is. <laughs> Wow. What am I? To a ripper star. <laughs> so you had a title for her last week. What would you give it to? Social? I have no idea. Social? I think it was content, wasn't it? We're content. just sorting out your role now, Amber. Content. Welcome to the team. <laughs> Thank you. It's live. Um, and as our second guest, as you said, Aaron, we have Amber. And Amber is the head of our content. Hello. Welcome. Amber herself is also an influencer. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm an influencer as well. Oh, are you? Wow, it just, does it just, just mean how many followers you have? Does that make you an Aaron influencer? Aaron has more followers well, than me. Well, you know, but. I don't want to say that's what makes an influencer. What does? Let's talk about what does make an influencer. Sam, what do you think? Well, you know, it's funny actually, it brings back a story for me, um, similar to a discussion we had here the other day, where Courtney said that you can't turn the camera on yourself on Instagram until you've hit 10,000. Yeah, that's, so that's my personal rule. Whereas but that's turning the camera. Is that an influencer it. though? I don't know. I just personally, I don't think I'd be comfortable telling stories on my Insta story, turning the camera on myself and having a discussion with my fans until I had 10K personally. Right. However, Amber, before she worked here, I listened to all of her stories and I enjoyed them a lot and she's not a 10K oh, yet. Oh, well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed them. <laughs> Amber wasn't aware Sorry. of Courtney's discussion to turn the camera on. I think, I think Amber's at the time. So I turn the camera on myself quite often. But um, I'm just trying to put it out there to the world, my general ranting and, and problems of the world. I just think people would share those issues. So I just feel like throw it out there. But I think if it's, if it's content, like you obviously say I rant a lot, 
And Do I? <laughs> I mean, you sneak it in every now and then. <laughs> the day but I think that people get entertainment out of it. Whereas, like, well, we, we hope you, so. If you're kind of like just an influencer, like a you know. But again, I think that spawns part of it. People are getting entertainment out of it, and we were laughing today in this meeting that we had that everyone thinks I'm doing it for comedy value. <laughs> yeah, it's my true. genuine life. Mm. I'm just putting my thoughts together from that day into one concise Instagram yeah. story feature. Yeah, right. So it's a bonus for people, but really, it's just me just delivering my. Mm. Yeah, but I think that's. Also different from someone that has like a bunch of followers who's just like, this is me cooking eggs in the morning. Like, so, yes. but then what does make an influencer? Amber, what do you think makes an influencer? Well, I because I started out as a blogger, so I started out blogging when no one else really was, and so seeing We're the rise, blogging like written, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, you were on YouTube like years ago, yeah. So I guess for me, having that blog to start off with to me was a big deal and now seeing influencers so-called influencers popping up on Instagram it it made me think what am I then because what's the difference between a blog and an influencer and then what is an influencer so I think but if, if we break it down like at, yeah. at its core an influencer is somebody who influences people yeah. and so if we look at um like a big uh, influencer uh, company tribe or platform I don't know what they call themselves but if you look at that platform their entire thing is based on the fact that they're um, going after the micro-influencer, which mm-hmm. they define as 3,000 followers or more. And they're saying that they're more valuable at times than people with millions of followers because they're so disengaged at that level because yeah. they've had them for so long. Whereas mm-hmm. some people, and I mean, for me, like, you know, with different clients and whatnot, oftentimes social media really is just, um, you know, word of mouth on steroids. And so influencers really are just everyday customers. If they're going to tell their friends about a good experience they had or a good service they received or a good venue or whatever, we're just trying to amplify that. So really, and this is where I have an issue with the word influencer, really anyone with five followers is an influencer. I mean, there would be a handful of people that I could name easily with less than a thousand followers who would create greater relevance to a brand post than someone with 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 followers. Um, Not talking about someone who's bought them, but even if they're genuine followers, they're just not, I, I think that... Like, I mean, I know for me, and I would say that for all of us, like our friends and family are are core following that we probably all have at a minimum. Mm. And if I say there's something on here that I really like, there's a good chance the next day that my mum, my dad, or you, Courtney, or whatever will say to me like, oh, what was that? Or what is this? And that is influencing a buying decision. So really at any level, you're an influencer. Tribe is calling it at 3,000. I mean, I know from us in the agency, it's probably more of a you thing, Courtney, but I think we look, depending on the event, you need to be at a minimum of 10 to make it onto a list. yeah. To be able to get, you know, whether we're considering a send out or whatever it might be, um, unless somebody, you know, we've we've often invited people that are underneath that ten mark, as long as they are right on the brand demo that we need. True. You know, if it's a fashion event, yes, you might have two million followers, but or if they're not dissimilar to my blacklist, if they're on your protected list. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Sam's <laughs> like, like I, have, chance. <laughs> I have the opposite, where I have my favorite influencers who I put forward for everything. <laughs> Or um, exempt from my blacklist <laughs> temporarily. It'd be heartbroken if they got blacklisted. <laughs> but you know, in saying that, it doesn't really. It's not always about the amount of followers. It is about how you know relevant they are to the Probably. client or to the event or and whatever engagement. the product is. Yeah, exactly. Amber, who is also lead content, but also head of uh, investigation. Investigations. Investigations. Um, uh, I lead love FBI. that. Yes, that is me. Um, if you ever need any, you know, work done in that kind of sector, then just <laughs> the let PI. me know. Well, Sam yeah. did just touch on it earlier. Accounts that have fake followers. And that's what you investigate for us, whether accounts are real. Yeah. 
Mm, which let's talk and about it's that. hard in the info. Oh, we're going space. into that. Oh, are we? Oh, so, oh, well. Let's just before you get too this ranty, Sam. <laughs> Here we go. Let's just have a quick touch on the things that we look for to identify accounts that might be a little dodgy. Well, let's separate the two to start with because I think even Amber and I um, might Differ. disagree on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but an account, someone who's deployed a bot on their account. You know, so for those that may not know what a bot is, for someone who's deploying a bot, which is basically a piece of software that will go out and aggressively, based on the settings that you give it, will go out and either like, follow, or comment, um, but it's a computer. It's doing it under the guise of being your account, but it's not. The theory behind that, and the theory isn't incorrect. I mean, we know someone that we work with all the time who used a bot and their account grew substantially and their engagement's phenomenal because their content matched and they targeted the right, you know, other competitor accounts, if you will. So that's a bot. (laughs) <laughs> if done poorly, um, the account, you know, drives all of these disengaged followers and you, yeah. your engagement just won't rise. And you'll often be able to identify that by having a very similar number that you are following as that you have uh, that are followers. Because yeah. a lot of the bots are set to follow somebody and then they'll unfollow it unless that account follows you back. Yeah. So you'll find particularly um, really shitty agencies um, who don't know what they're doing, who use bots, their accounts will be very similar because they've deployed bots on both their clients and their personal accounts. And in that situation, like it's, I mean, for me anyway, it's, it stops very close to fraud um, for those in Queensland Section 408C of the Queensland Criminal okay, Code. Let's not, let's not get too carried away into <laughs> that section it, you're of the topic. A Here we go. Um, you know, we can get the legals another time, but, um, you know, <laughs> no the, one's tuning so, in for that. <laughs> so that's bots. Well, there could be a lot of people watching and we need to maybe watch the viewers of that episode because maybe they're checking in if they've broken the law. <laughs> well, because Amber's version is more like if you haven't done the work yourself, I consider you a fake account. Yeah, I'm just really about being organic and being authentic. And my whole kind of life as a blogger and an influencer has always been about being 100% myself and being authentic. And I feel like if someone's being like disingenuine, then I don't understand what they're doing or how they can get to that point. Yeah, so I think you're looking at it from a perspective of a blogger where it's like they're getting invited to these events and they just employed a bot on their account and I'm not getting invited and mine's real. And Whereas for us as an agency, sometimes we are looking for numbers. Bots are real yeah, numbers, look, but, but we the need other those. The you've got as well for me is that you know, everyone's got to, I mean, let's be realistic, everyone's got to in some way get themselves seen. I don't buy this idea and you constantly see this from people when they're asked, how do you grow your following? And, and, you know, we represent some of the biggest talent in the world and I know some of the biggest influence on the planet and they all answer it in a similar way and I I genuinely believe they answer it that way because they don't know the answer. No. Um, and often they'll say, just keep putting out great content, keep putting out great content. Yeah. But it's Instagram isn't the same as it was five years mm. ago, nor no. is YouTube, nor any of these platforms. So people aren't discovering content like they once were. The creators were talking millions and millions of photos being posted a day to Instagram and to other platforms. So for me, if you used a bot, and there's one example of this person that we know that used it, they've used it in a way where it gave them some visibility. And from that point, they were able to then grow it more. Mm. It's almost to me like a little bit of horsepower. Is it the best way to do it? Maybe not. But I agree with you that there are plenty, and there's plenty here on the Gold Coast that have an account they've used bots. And it's virtually the same as buying them because they're disengaged and it's a complete waste of time. But if you knew how to use the bot and you deployed it correctly, I do think there is a way to build an engaged following. And it was a and again, I think it was in the early days. I don't know the bots work anymore, full stop. But in the earlier days when, you know, you see, I mean, I, I don't do it anymore, but and I, have a, I have a relatively small following, but I don't look at every person who likes my photos anymore. And mm. I once did. 
Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same with everyone else. But no, I don't. I used to be able to identify, like if someone knew liked a photo, I would know who that, who that was yeah. and I would have crept to their account. Yeah. You just don't do that anymore. So the idea of a bot where it likes random photos, mm. you're no longer going to their account, seeing a bit about them and knowing yeah. what they're doing. So you kind of like, who cares now? The bot doesn't work. So that I'm in two minds, but certainly... I mean, for our list, it's a case-by-case basis. I mean, we never, it's not a blanket rule. There are people on there who, you know, if you applied the rules black and white, probably wouldn't be on our list. And there are some people who would and and aren't on there. But then the other side of that is the actual Yeah, so aside from fakes, Amber, what other investigator, excuse me, head investigator, Amber, (laughs) what other things do you look forward to identify a fake account? Well, basically the biggest one is buying followers. So there is a great website that you can use to kind of figure out if someone is being genuine or not, and that's called Social Blade. And Chloe Morello, um, the beauty influencer, actually did a whole video on this because she's sick of seeing, um, you know, influencers coming up out of nowhere and having this massive following when it's all fake. So through Social Blade, you can basically put in a username and it will show up with all these detailed statistics on their following and um, their follows and unfollows. And they have graphs and everything. It's very technical. <laughs> and um, from there, you can kind of see if their following has skyrocketed just, you know, overnight unless they, you know, came from reality TV or something along those lines. Yeah. Well, then, and, and this is part of the issue though, isn't it? You've yeah. got to, and we even had this discussion a couple of days ago in assessing some accounts in here with all of us discussing it. You've got to layer some common sense and some intelligence over yeah. the top of Social Blade. I don't do. think it alone. I mean, it gives mm. you a, a rank, like a, a B plus or a C minus yeah. or whatever. But I looked at an account the other day that was a C and I know it's real. So yeah. It's obviously yeah. missed the mark there, but you've got to layer it. I mean, one of them, I think for my example. my account is like a D. I know I'm real. I don't even have hardly any followers. Maybe it's looking at your content. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> guys, it's brutal. Actually, I think it looks at everything with the rank. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it does. But so. it's just like school where like, you know, yeah. I kept getting a D for effort because I just didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> the report card finished fine though. Hence your social weight is a D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've called the school and found out. But um, yeah, for me, I mean, if you apply over it, like for example, Emily Sky being a good example, if you look at her growth, some days her growth looks dodge because the number is massive. Yeah. But mm. unless you know that same day she posted something and 35 global media outlets wrote an article and included the Instagram yeah. direct yeah. link in the bio. In yeah, their, viral content. Yeah, and so yeah. therefore she picked up a lot more yeah. people. But it, it is, and again, understanding what you're looking at, there are some massive accounts for the biggest in the world who are buying followers at massive amounts. Yeah. And we can tell that because you can see another uh, genuinely large account like the Kardashians or someone of that magnitude and their growth. And if it's a similar growth to some of these people who are not that level, mm. but it's still growth, they're also buying it. So it's 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 a hard one because it's not yeah. – I wish there was a tool – I mean, it's probably impossible, but I wish there was a tool to highlight a genuine, this is looking real dodge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of them stand out though. The other thing is the likes on their page, on their photos. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, you know, after a certain amount of minutes, you can kind of see – I think you get the most likes within five minutes or something I've heard before. Yeah. So then – you need to kind of see a true detective doesn't go by one lead. You no. know, we look at it, we look, look at everything. <laughs> this is why you're the head of the FBI. <laughs> that is me. I um, agree. So you need to kind of look at everything. You need to look at their account. You need to look at their engagement. You need to look at, you know, social blade or any other things that you can. And you need to compile your evidence 
And then from there, you can make a, a valid, I guess, And you assumption. can email the FBI at Spin and Co. <laughs> <laughs> weigh in if you yeah. want. I have a massive wait list, so you know, just keep waiting. Another way is to look at the video views as well. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's mm. where you're going there. It, the cheap and easy way for me, and this isn't always the case, but I'm pretty sure it's a 95% foolproof way. If someone posts a video and their video views are there, you click on the video views and it shows you the likes. If their likes exceed their video views, there's a problem. Mm. Because, because people you sh- can buy likes, not just follows. You can buy likes now. But you can't, can't buy, buy views. You can't yeah. buy views. Can't you buy can't views. buy views yet. You can buy comments and likes and yeah. follows, but not views. Oh. I've, I've seen a few examples where a friend of mine, she's quite onto it too, where she has screenshotted uh, Surround yourself with other FBI agents. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the I members do. of the FBI. That we like to stick together. Head. We like to stick together. So um, she actually screenshotted and sent uh, to me someone who posted a video, and their likes were way above their video views. And that's obvious. Like that's obvious. Yeah. And so that's a great way 100%. to figure it out. And there's a few out there where, and it may not necessarily always exceed it. If they're close, there's a problem. Yeah, exactly. Because not I've everyone who seen... views it will like it. A lot of people just exactly. look, scroll yeah. past. Well, like rates are what. Two percent, yeah, like nothing like rates. Yeah. So mm. if you're even in in any sort of closeness, there's a real problem for me. I'm and now there's a workaround. What's the workaround? Oh, can putting post the, the video in the swipey swipe. Which I was just about mm. to say that's another telltale that sign. Yeah. Yeah. You could be in trouble. Putting it in the swipey means no views are shown, only likes are shown. Mm. Tricky, and there are a few tricky. influencers that even we have worked with that have started doing that as well because they're buying. Not necessarily though. I will say sometimes they want the opening photo to look very like curated and then oh. the video is not as high quality. Mm, so they want that hidden from the actual grid. So not yeah. always, but that is one way to, you know, suspicious. Very yeah. suspicious. Mm. You, go Compiling that evidence you go on Amber's there, Amber, watch list. Add that to the list. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Writing it down as we speak. And the watch list is a stepping stone to the blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. I mean, that's really what it well, is. Well, let's just like get into the blacklist, shall we, since we're here. what? How do you get I on this? before we move on, I think it's blacklist. necessary because it's been quite jovial and so I'm going to bring the, the tone really far down. <laughs> if you are one of these people buying followers, you're a disgusting person. Oh. <laughs> you're honestly foul. I was and, trying to get a smile too. you really should have a look at what's going on because it is only – look, the law takes a long time and I know we laugh about it, but it really will eventually come back around. It People cannot take thousands and thousands and at times tens of thousands of dollars mm. from brands by inducing them, by showing a, a following that is not authentic. Eventually they will realise and there will be a test case. Just like there was a test case when we used to use peer-to-peer downloading and the big movie networks came after mum and pop people at home who downloaded one movie and yeah. they went them for 30 40 $50 million. This will happen in the influencer space. Like, it will happen. And it also goes back to, you know, people who are also working in marketing and PR. Yes, they need to be checking these accounts and checking who they're working with because they might just look at an account and be like, oh, great, they've got the following that we want. But really, they could be buying all their followers. Well, and this is, I mean, we've discussed this thing before and I've even posted about this. I'm not sure who who is to blame, if the influencer mm. is the problem or if the marketing manager is the problem. Yeah. I mean, if you're an agency representing a brand and you can't spot the fake account or you're the marketing manager too lazy to check, well, you're just as bad in my opinion. Exactly. I mean, the, what they're doing isn't criminal, but um, unlike the people who are buying the followers and inducing people into it. But it is a very serious thing and eventually it will come back around and it's one of those things where people think it won't ever happen to them but it will happen to somebody and I can tell you what, if it ever did come around, I'd be the first to volunteer a list of names to any government agency, ASIC, anyone who wanted oh God, to fantastic. of who I think it is because 
They're disgusting. <laughs> but Chloe was right when she said she has worked a very long time she to has. build an authentic following. And now you get around and it's like, I mean, you look at us. How many man hours would we now burn having oh. to assess this garbage? God. I mean, we Yesterday shouldn't have to. we spent a long time because we, we were did. looking for it's a hours, client. And that's expensive and for us. Yeah. Like it's a lot so of time long. that we're wasting. It's time we're burning. It's time the client's burning. Like it's, it's you know, so not only just affecting people they're buying from, they're affecting PR agencies of any size, media agencies of any size and marketing managers. It's a lot of resource to be burning and you'll piss off the wrong person eventually and that person will come for you. And also one thing I think a lot of agencies ask for, you know, screenshots of yeah. your demos and that doesn't, that's not always an indicator. That's we not. saw that yesterday. How are they going to see results? Through. You know, how are PRs and, you know, marketing agencies, how are they going to see results from these people that they're giving all their trust and money and product yeah. into, you know? so I think one good way moving forward might be to ask for screenshots of the, how many plays they're getting on Insta Story. Well, look, he, my, my feeling is that um, from a global standpoint, uh, eventually, and it will come round, Facebook as a platform will create. Um, so, if, for those that aren't familiar, in the advertising space on Facebook, they created a platform called Handshake. So if you're a large-scale ambassador or influencer and you post something and you handshake what they call it, the brand, the brand then from their side actually has the ability to pay from yeah. their side that content. They then receive the those results themselves rather than say the influencer will give you five grand then they transfer it, then you boost it for 5,000 then yeah. you tell us the results to make it a bit sticky. In my opinion, eventually there'll be a situation where you can request um, you know, access, live access, and they'll make it available. And then the brand can handshake and request basically the the analytics and they'll be made available live for maybe a window or a period or something. But that way it's authentic because, I mean, yeah. the way that Photoshop works now, how hard would it be? I mean, mm, that it'd be is quite true. simple. Exactly. I mean, or to get a hold of, I mean, how many influencers know each other? How hard would it be to get a hold of your friend's screenshot who's authentic? Or, you know, I yeah. think it's too easy, mm. far, far yes. too easy. So, But it is one it is one way now. We don't have this handshake ability yet. No. So it is, like, you know, we had screenshot yesterday some demos that were sent through yeah. to an account that we, it all looked fine based on the, the demo that we saw on the back end of the Instagram. But yeah. when we went on Social Blade, did not look as fine. No, which, you know, and, and again, though, I mean, that's, I consider certainly the people in this room and, and this wider business experts in this field. And even I wasn't certain either way, to be honest. Yeah, it was just an iffy account. We just yeah. didn't get a good vibe from it. But what I can it, say is that tell. the fact that we well, couldn't tell. I mean, tell, you hired someone with a fake account, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact, but I mean, ultimately we, you know, erred on the side of caution and didn't recommend them to our client because yeah. I think that's our, um, you know, our responsibility and that's the liability that falls on this agency. When we recommend something to a client, I want to be able to say without a shadow of a doubt with certainty, this is a real influence that we're recommending. Yeah. So if it looks a little bit shady, you know, and that could mean that you've got 20,000 followers but you only bought 5,000, that could be enough for us to go, we're not sure, and then you lose, mm. you know, a lot yeah, of business. Exactly. So putting aside dodgy behaviour with your Peasants. actual account, yeah. <laughs> what other things do we not like for this blacklist? Oh, for the blacklist. Well, I mean, it's very wide ranging. It's really just a personal feeling, isn't it? A um, massive one is agreeing to come to something and yep. then not showing up. Yeah, they're not showing up. I mean, look, there's it's a, just rude. It is rude, and that's why you'll be blacklisted, Aaron. Mm. So you What's just basic manners. Yeah, the way that you said rude, then I feel like it was basic manners that you were talking yeah, about, and that is. I think is. And, and here is part of the issue. I think there's a lot of influencers out there whose egos grow faster than their following. Mm. And I well, you were ranting night. about this this week, Sam. I was, and you know they think that they're all of a sudden somebody. And the the worst part about it is there's plenty of them out there. There's plenty of girls with followings, plenty of guys with followings, plenty of dogs with followings. Especially where we are. 
Oh, I dogs. Mean, it's never Let's ending. start getting into dogs then. I tell you what, we get sent like we get sent requests for um for Quaid's dog because he has an Instagram. Oh, Chuck. That's fantastic. Chucky, yeah. Chucky, Chucky. They want to um, vets reach out. They want to do paid posts. It's serious. Talk. I'm getting my dogs into this. Has, it, has a dog made the blacklist though? No, oh, no, yeah. no animals. Have you been bitten by a dog? Wait, is part of the family. Wait, is in the family. So his dog, but his, I mean, his dog is. <laughs> Quite, uh, quite a following. It's, it's you can like start managing Jif the Pom. dog as well. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You met Jif Pom. He has quite a following. Jif Pom. I met Jif Pom in LA, and he has like two or three million followers. And he, um, he pulls in seven figures every year. The dog pulls in seven figures, and the owners just get around with the dog. That's he did a lot. He was, he was the face for three years running. He was Twitter's ambassador at the Oscars. <laughs> Because every celebrity was going to stop for a photo with the dog. How smart's that? Oh, that I is love that. That's better than staying there with a microphone, isn't it? Yeah. They all stopped. They got him for a good 30 to 90 seconds. Boom. So Very smart. Decent manners is one of the things. Decent so we manners. often mm. will have events and sometimes there's small intimate events that are seated that we've had to pay per head yeah. for. And this they, blacklist isn't just influencers, we should say, for this sort of stuff. This extends to anyone, media, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like it's it's absolute rudeness. And we as well, because we learned early on that if we didn't specify it's a seated event, that we took that on our, as our own fault, that we hadn't, you know, you don't turn up to a cocktail party of 100 people, who's going to know? But a seated mm. event for 20, so we took that as our fault and we changed our process and we told people. But there also is the element of, you know, the client wants to know who's coming. We give them a list mm. and say there's someone on there that has 2 million followers and the client's like, yes, that's a big win. Then they don't show up. Even if it is a cocktail with a you know a cocktail event with a hundred people, oh, it's... the client notices when the person that has a big following doesn't show. Oh, a hundred percent. But I think it just ranges from any. I think the cedar ones really get me. And I mean, yeah. sometimes as well in certain rooms, we have to be particular on only non-conflicting people. Like one person might get invited over somebody else, and if we've extended it to that person, they've agreed and don't turn up. Well, then we could have yeah, had the other person exactly. Like, and again, and it comes back. We to usually the fact. work on like a twenty percent no-show rate. We do, yeah, which, you know. For our events. Our timeshare days is quite high, much higher than that. But uh, <laughs> we've had to come uh, we've come up, which is quite nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, if you're not going to turn up to an event, like, again, people need to realise if, if a client asks us to put 100 people in a room, we can put 100 people in a room. We don't need any one person. There's enough yeah. people to fill a room at all times. There's enough influences always. And so I just think people now or influences now, not so this isn't as much media, it's more influences, they just don't realize the fact that there the market doesn't know where we're at just yet it still hasn't quite normalized if you will there's been no real snapback as yet so we don't know what's going to occur in two years time will influencers still be a thing or will we mm. get over instagram followers and only the top 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 people will remain those people who've built a genuine brand which you know is very exclusive to have done so in that space mm. and you know like i said last night you'll be back at a checkout counter before you know it and it will happen overnight and that meme that goes around i think is so true which is imagine if instagram mm. went away tomorrow i mean vine so, Modeling career was over. All yeah, those viners. Yeah. Vine, gone. And the overnight. top people who kind of were the and, big and dogs you know on Vine. Though, not even the stuck ones around. that built a brand. The Vine people, it was just that they got them to another platform. Yeah, yeah. they just moved yeah. along. And if you didn't do it, the few people who thought, I don't need to do that. Yeah. You know, a multi, multi-million dollar company goes overnight, gone. And and Nicholas Magalis is one of them. And um who does some weird stuff? I don't follow him or anything, but I just know his story. Overnight, his whole career, his wife worked his business around this Vine account. That you know, it was the whole thing. Overnight, he had to take his kids out of school. Like, it was a whole big thing because oh. overnight his income stopped. Full, like stopped in the road. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. partnerships yeah. you'd booked coming for the next 30, 60, 90 days. It stopped. They announced yeah. we're closing next week. Over. And that could happen to any platform. I mean, look at Tom from MySpace. Where is he now? Yeah. I hope Tom. he's doing well. <laughs> 
Didn't he still around? like or comment on someone's photos? Yeah, there the was other actually. Day? I think Tom from MySpace is an Instagram account now. Oh right! Oh, I wonder if it's someone the, that's like how you know. the tides no, Tom have changed. used to yeah. work at MySpace. Oh, he was a real person. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I don't doubt it. No, I mean, yeah. but like, is the Instagram account a real person, oh, or because he's know. kind of like Probably. a pop culture feature? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it could stop overnight. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And I mean, I mean, regardless, take the influence stuff. And it's so funny because, and I think it's Gary V who says it, and it, it couldn't be more correct. Regardless of who. You know, whether it's influences, whether it's your career, whether it's a job, whether it doesn't matter really what it is. At the end of the day, on your way up, when you're trying to get somewhere, you're trying to build stuff. Every time you burn someone, you have to know what you're doing when you burn them. Like when I burn someone, I have to know that on the other end of this, if I've got to come back down and ask them for a favor, it's my fault of not getting it. You shouldn't be burning people that you can't afford to burn. Yeah. And when you're talking about like uh, you know PR agencies, media agencies, people like that, they're the bread and the butter for all of these influences. That like. It shocks me at times the way they treat, you know, people in this agency the way they do because I think, well, that's the end of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not, we just won't work with you ever. You're blacklisted. You're gone. Oh, God. But even one thing that, I mean, not coming to an event, that's bad, but lately we've been having influencers reaching out to us, asking if they can go to some of our clients, you know, for dinner or go to their shop or whatever it is. And like, I'd like to come along for something to eat and some cocktails with a friend and I'll promote it. And then they don't show up. What the hell is that? That's ridiculous. That's the and if you can't, if you can't make it, if something's happened, just send Tell an someone. email. Yeah. You know, yeah, just exactly. Don't not show up. We wait mm. days and then we reach out to them. Hi, like what we, happened? The one recently, we reached out several times at the point, and they just yeah, didn't like, respond. Are you coming? Mm. What's happening? You know, and that's that's Sunday work for yeah. someone in this agency. That you know, like it's just no, and they don't have any care factor. For like at the end of the day, it's work and whatever, but it's people's time. Yeah. You've screwed yeah. around someone in this office. You've screwed around several people at the client's business. Like you've screwed around so many people. I just find it uh, like I mean, Aaron, you said it. It was it's quite literally just like maybe they were just raised poorly. Yeah, because it doesn't matter if you've got social. This guy's shoes. <laughs> These are like little <laughs> suction cups. I'm not a client. Are we that bothered? <laughs> no, yeah, Lang needed him. Lang needed him. Yeah, go. Um. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to whether or not you're like, you know, were they raised poorly? Because that to me is what it seems to be like. Yeah. I would never do that to someone purely for the fact that I know that it's rude, regardless of whether it's work or otherwise. Yeah, Absolutely. aside from that, one thing that I think is a common thread is that a lot of influencers, you know, they haven't gone to university, they don't have any business acumen, they're not, you know, business savvy kind of people. And all of a sudden they're thrown into this industry where they do have to have a little bit of a business mind because they're making deals and things like that. And they don't have any education. But that you know kind what? I don't thing. judge people on the fact that they may have not been able to afford a good education, or they may not have not gone to the best school, or they didn't have that. Oh no, not that we judge them. them on that. But sometimes people aren't well, as savvy as they you know sorry, need I, to be I, in this I world. I mean, I'm not saying that. I don't want to give anybody a situation where it's like, well, I've had the benefit of phenomenal education because of my parents. I don't want to say to someone, well, because you didn't get that, I'm going to judge you on a different level. This is basic. Decency. Yeah. Obviously, that is. You know but what I mean, mean like, with some things, making deals with sponsored posts, and you know, they don't think everything through, and they don't realize the consequences yeah, I mean, of taking money for. It's a business thing that's happening there. You I know? just don't. I just think at the end of the day, like you just don't get points for negligence, like especially if that's your job. Sounds like, very strict with his blacklist guys, unless you can tell. Yeah, I am I'm usually the one that's trying to talk people off the list. <laughs> but why? You know, like if this is, I think that's exactly the great point. And someone to even talk about is James Charles. You know, he said a US beauty blogger. He said, "I'm doing this," and he left school for it, and he had a plan, and he works his ass off every single day to make this his job. You don't get to bring in tens of thousands of dollars, and you know, and not 
invest well, he did leave school because he graduated early, just to be clear. And if this is well, if this is the space that you want school. a career in, then do your research, learn about yeah. it, learn yeah. how to handle yourself, learn yeah. how to speak to people from brands. Yeah. You know, the they amount of research I've done over the years is crazy mm. just because yeah. I want to know how to do this and do that and handle myself in certain situations. So yeah. it's just you, you would think it would just be common sense for someone to – you read about so. what they need to do. <laughs> they just fumble their way through. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. It's devastating for us when, you know, we have a relationship with an influencer. They've been good, they've been good, and all of a sudden they start not showing up for things. We've built this relationship and then Sam puts them on the blacklist and then we can never speak to them again. It's harsh. <laughs> so Look, much work and time goes into these people. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like I said, this, they're a dime a dozen. We can find someone else. And realistically, and I have this debate with myself every other day, unless somebody is willing and, and then slowly more people are willing to take the stand to say it, they won't stop. And that's why I think until somebody like a brand turns around and goes, we got nothing out of this post, could we have a look at your analytics and assess it? And then they sue them into the ground. That to me is when the other influencers will go, oh my God, Absolutely. I can't do that. Yeah. But until that point, everyone's laughing about it. Like it's all a big joke that millions of dollars go down the drain every year. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, it started yeah. a little bit with the whole hashtag ad and that start. you're seeing that a little bit more. Now people are starting yeah. to get a little, America mostly, people are starting to get a little bit more scared about not disclosing that this was paid but content. Again, that's like, I mean, that's the law moving at a, a glacial yeah. pace. Yeah. Like. The fact that people are saying, I mean, look at the laws as they stand now in the US, which is the most severe in the world. If you post and you don't put ad, you can be fined for misleading deceptive conduct or their equivalent in the US. But if you do it in a movie, you don't need to say anything because it's just, it's known to the public that that would be endorsed. Yeah. So they don't need to acknowledge that in a movie. So the law in that area is so far behind. It's it's this sort of stuff that I think is much worse. I mean, consumers, I, I, I'm personally not for protecting consumers from complete idiocy. If you're seeing a post and you go and buy a product and it's garbage and you're induced into that purchase because the influencer said go and buy it, well, then you stop following the person. That's the commercial detriment to making that decision. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it moves on. But inducing someone into a situation, if you're if you're good and you're buying likes and buying followers and, you know, timing it all right and doing all the right stuff and you're inducing them into, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, you know, endorsements and whatnot and they fall into the trap. Well, I don't know that that's fair. I think the law should protect those brands before they should protect the average consumer because they might go and buy this rubber that someone said was great but actually (laughs) wasn't great or this pencil or like whatever. A toothbrush that was endorsed. The old toothbrush. No one's getting paid for those. They just try and send them for free, Aaron. Courtney's furious that you've brought that. Furious. He always brings up that analogy. Get a new analogy. (laughs) Stop sending to or trying to send toothbrushes to Emily Sky. Anyway, we've like gone massively over time. Now, I think I think you can upgrade its teeth whitening, can't you? Uh, no, but we could have a whole other episode. <laughs> Aaron and I about that. Before we finish, I do just want to touch on also when people are invited to an event, they come to an event, they post an event. And they don't tag the brand that the event is for. That's another way to get on your blacklist, isn't it, Sam? Oh, I mean, that, you know, I mean, this is just degrees of losers, isn't it? I mean, like, they're not the biggest loser because at least they turned up and they posted. They just didn't make but, it all the way there. And then it's like, you're just a waste of my time. But, you know, you come and they, brands spend a lot of money on events, you know, like alcohol, they do. But food, what I can tell you is that they're transfers. the type, and I would say you'd you agree, these are the names that I wouldn't even know that we blacklist. They're not the ones that really get me. 
Sam doesn't even know who's on his blacklist. He I really don't. Asks me to. Sometimes is that girl I on the list? <laughs> Sometimes we need to double check. The list is, is growing rapidly. Is there an rapidly. actual list? It's just in my mind. It's Amber. a mental list. Can we like write it out? Because I'm really interested. Let me hang it on the wall. Oh, there isn't enough ink in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we could be here a while. Oh my gosh. I think we need to wrap up. Otherwise, we could turn yeah. to a really big rant. Any degree of any of these things we've discussed, you're the scum of the earth. <laughs> That's a nice wrap up. Is that easy? Have a good day. Done. Subtle. <laughs> Enjoy so the subtle. rest. The blacklist. You put the blacklist up, not me. If you're on Courtney's list, though, you are protected from my list for some you're period of time. Someone. No guarantees long term, though. Uh, I will coach you through it so you don't get on the list. <laughs> oh, God. But again, no guarantees. Um, Sam doesn't always remember everyone on his blacklist, so sometimes they creep that's off. The, that's the fastest way to get around me. Yes, my memory. And if Courtney likes your recent posts, you might need another chance. No, I don't think she's on the list. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, anyway, thank you for listening into another episode. We will see you next time. Please subscribe, Apple Podcasts, or on your favourite podcasting app. Catch us. Catch us on Instagram as well. Bye. Bye. Bye.